Hi everyone, Greg here from How's Your Headspace. Just going to go over a few things on what we usually cover during a session in case uh, anyone's thinking of maybe releasing any emotions around past events that might be holding them back. Just let you know what we do and how we do it. Um, if we think of that we've got two states of mind, everyone knows that or heard the words consciousness and unconsciousness. So if I was to ask you, what is the difference? What is your conscious thought? Most people have their idea, but I think an easy way to sum it up is our consciousness is simply what we focus on. So it's what we're actually focusing on doing at any one moment. And we can focus on many different things. Obviously, we can, um, if we're typing, we can focus on typing. If we're on a phone call, we can uh, focus our thoughts on what the conversation is. We can also focus outside of that. Things like things we have to do for the day, like this afternoon, I also have to do this and this. I've got to pick up the kids from school. I'm going to cook this for dinner. I've got to go shopping. I've got to remember to contact the accountant or whatever you've got to do. Now, our consciousness runs only 5% of our life. Because it's the things we focus on, we can only really manage to focus on maybe seven to 10 things at once before we start getting quite stressed and overwhelmed by the amount of things we have to do. And that's why we start writing lists. And we um, we talked earlier in some, um, in some of the podcasts about how uh, thought is energy. And we can transfer energy. We can't create energy, but we can transfer it. Um, we can have positive, negative, and neutral energy. So understanding that our consciousness is uh, what we are focusing on, we can transfer that consciousness, those thoughts, onto paper, and then we release them from our mind, and we can focus on them again at a later moment, and the energy from those notes come back towards us, and that energy um, sparks again in our mind and, and the thought process regains. So we've got that conscious thought. Now, what's our unconsciousness then? Our unconsciousness is obviously something we cannot see. However, it runs 95% of our life. And if we were to give our unconsciousness a name, we could give it uh, the name of our soul, um, our overall energy. Because it's everything that we've ever been, it's everything we ever will be, and an amazing thing about our unconsciousness is it does not, it's not found in our brain or in our top of our, our head, which most people uh, think. It's actually throughout our entire nervous system. It um, remembers absolutely everything we have experienced in our entire journey in this life and other lives. Now, it's absolutely amazing. It, our unconsciousness does not sleep. Our consciousness sleeps. When we go to bed at night, we need to rest. But our unconsciousness keeps going. It beats our heart for us. It breathes for us. It repairs cells, repairs everything inside your body. And so it's constantly working. It dreams for you. It's got so many benefits and it does so much in our life up 95 percent so when we understand that we can understand that 
our unconsciousness as wise and as amazing as it is, or our soul, if you want to call it that, it has a flaw. And the flaw being that it attaches an emotion to everything. And the reason it does that is so it can remember, it has long-term memory, many, many, many lifetimes memories, if that's what you believe in. And because it does that, it attaches an emotion to everything. It's similar to the energy and the thought that we discussed earlier. It's either a positive emotion or a memory. It's a negative emotion or memory. Or it's a neutral emotion or memory. So understanding that, we can then tap into um, emotions that have happened in our lives, in our past, that are affecting us today. So we might have had a negative experience when we were born um, or a couple of months into our life or even a couple of years into our life where something around us has been happening. And that could uh, have been just simply an argument between our parents, uh, our siblings. It could be something that was said and our unconsciousness, remembering that it's our soul, it's everything of our being, our energy is so intelligent. It remembers everything to the finest detail in three dimensions, the highest definition of color, smell, taste, exactly what was happening around that moment, even though our body may not have been in the state of being able to communicate, especially if we're one month old and something's happened to us. So understanding this and understanding that our unconsciousness attaches emotions to things that happen in our life or are happening around us. And remember, earlier we talked about energy. So energy being that energy of people around us, the environment we're born into. If that energy is negative, so someone's fighting constantly, your parents, uh, then basically our unconsciousness picks up on that energy. It feels the stress, the tension in the room, and we attach an emotion to it, a negative emotion. And therefore that emotion manifests. It's embedded in our timeline, in our mindset, in our emotion, in our memory. And then we end up going through life because like looking for similar events, similar people or similar episodes of that which we embedded that emotion. And the reason it does that is because it wants to be ready. It does not want to go through that pain again that it felt. So say we're one month old, there's a fight happening around us. Maybe mum and dad are having an, an emotional fight. Our unconscious picks up the energy, the fear, the pain, the stress, and it, we attach it as being part of our life. And what happens is our unconsciousness then says, wow, I really didn't like that. I am going to go forward from this day on looking for the same sort of people, environment, situations that are going to make me feel like that, but I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready next time because I'm not going to feel this pain, feel this fear because I've experienced it and I didn't like it. And then our consciousness that's the one that's all reasoning and that's the one that when we watch a sad movie, it's telling us not to cry and it's telling us to pull our socks up and be a big, big girl or a big boy. Our consciousness stands in front of our unconscious, which is all emotional. 
and it's crossing its arms and it's like a security guard standing at the front saying, that's okay, I'm going to protect you. Together we are going to go forth for the rest of our life looking for situations, people, environments similar to that where this emotion is attached and we're going to be ready so we don't feel that pain again. So in actual fact, what happens is that law of attraction. We actually go looking for the things we don't want. Does that make sense? Our unconscious mind actually attaches our conscious mind and together they go forth looking for similar situations. And this is this cycle that we see, cycle of abuse in relationships, right? Cycle of, of, of loss of success in business or relationships. So we actually go looking for the people, the opportunities, the situations that we don't want. And then when we find them, Here's the perfect, this is, this is gold, right? When we find these people, these situations, these environments, these opportunities, we feel it in our gut because remembering that our unconsciousness is, is attached throughout our entire nervous system, it's part of our energy, part of our soul, it's all intertwined. Our body talks to us and it says, hey, listen, this is not right. And if you think back how many times you've had a situation or met someone and you th say to yourself, you know, it just doesn't seem right, but, and that beautiful but is us overruling our unconsciousness, our soul, our energy that knows everything, has experienced so many things in life, in this life and others, and is warning us off it. We override it and say, you know what, but it's going to be great money. Or, wow, they're very attractive, that person. So we overrule our unconsciousness and we get into the same situation we don't want. So this is so interesting because how many of us, and if we closed our eyes and thought back to how many times we've had a bad situation happen and we knew it wasn't right, and you don't have to think, did I or didn't I? Because this is the truth. This is this is what happens. This is our unconsciousness throughout our entire body trying to warn us off a situation, but we overrule it and we override it. So what we need to do is we need to understand that consciously, no matter how many courses we take, how many affirmations we say to ourselves and pump ourselves up each day and say, I am fantastic, I am successful. You can read as many things as you want consciously, but it takes a long time for you to release that negative emotion that you've attached to that past situation that keeps you going back or like to a bad relationship or keeps you from being as successful as you really want to be, as you know that you should be. Because unconsciously, you can't get there. So you end up having this internal battle within your mind, this consciousness and unconsciousness. A lot of overthinking happens. So we try to overthink and, and, and uh, overcompensate consciously on what our unconscious is saying that we can't do because I didn't like it way back when I was one month old. I'm not going to like it now, so we're not going to succeed in it, but you keep pushing forward. So what we need to do is understand 
that our consciousness and our unconsciousness work can work together, but you cannot change your unconscious through conscious thought. We actually need to find your true energy, get in touch with your real soul, and then you go back. We guide you back. That's what mental health, hypnotherapy, and mind coaching is about, guiding you back to that moment that you identify is something that is restricting you on living an amazing life, creating self-doubt, anxiety, depression, creating cycles, cycles of abusive relationships, cycles of succeeding but failing all the time, self-sabotage. All these things link to each other. And once we understand that, then you can be guided back to that moment and you actually coach yourself in that moment. So you could be one month old experiencing an emotional argument around you. You could be two years old and see your father fail at business. And unconsciously, this amazing, intelligent soul that you are attaches an emotion to it to say, well, I can never succeed because I'm seeing that this man who I respect and is any and an authority figure in my life is not succeeding. And then he starts drinking, becoming aggressive. So that's what we attach to that. And we don't want to succeed. Does this make sense to you that we actually attach these emotions? And I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So I have a I had a client where um she had this uh, fear of abandonment, fear of rejection, and had a cycle of relationships that kept failing because she was so clingy. And then when things started getting too good, she would end them or she would start becoming nasty to that person. And we stem back and we go all the way back to the very first time that she felt this abandonment or this rejection. And it was when her parents were walking around at the end of each day, her father would come home, she would get in the pram and they would go for a walk around the block. Then they would come home. And as they came home, they would leave the pram and disappear. So from her point of view, from the first person point of view, she's seeing these two people who absolutely love and adore her, the tops, the bottoms of their face, looking at looking up at them as they would laugh and walk around the park. And then they would leave the pram at the front door and disappear every day during that time when she was one month old. So what she would do is start fretting because those people would disappear. So then the abandonment emotion from her unconscious is attached to that. And then 40 years later, she's still having problems with relationships simply from that. And then what we do is once we go back into that moment with her through hypnotherapy, mental health hypnotherapy, we pull you out of that situation and she sees the actual forest for the tree. She sees what's happening around that moment when her parents disappear. And she felt that abandonment, that rejection, that fear of being alone. And what she saw was her parents 
leave the pram at the front door. Walk away three metres to the neighbour's fence and talk to the neighbour every afternoon. Because it's the end of the day, the neighbour would be out the front watering the plants, having a drink or doing whatever they wanted at the front of their house. So this beautiful baby, one month old, then understood that her parents were only walking three metres away to talk to the neighbour for 10 or 15 minutes and then come back to her and take her for a bath and feed her for the night. But during that moment, that simple moment, she had gone through so many negative emotions and attached them to that moment of being abandoned and rejection, rejected. Sorry. So something so simple like that can manifest through thought, through unconscious thought and unconscious emotion and then affect us so much later in life. This gives you an example of how the things that you were exposed to during those early moments in your life, remember that you could not eat solid foods, you couldn't communicate, you couldn't walk, you couldn't talk. So you're this very vulnerable being with an extremely intelligent soul and an intelligent unconscious mind. But because you cannot defend yourself, you cannot talk, you cannot walk, what you do is you attach these emotions to everything. And they end up manifesting and building and growing. And they lead to anxiety, self-doubt, lack of self-worth, lack of self-love. And so this is our unconsciousness. So through mental health, hypnotherapy and mind coaching, Basically, what we do is the simplest, simple, simple way to explain it is by relaxing your conscious thought, what you're thinking about, is this working, what's going on here, am I going to cluck like a chicken, simply by relaxing that, focusing on breathing and other, other, thing, other thoughts, we can guide you back, guide you back to the time, the very first time that you were affected by an incident. And this could be one incident, this could be many incidences over many, 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 many years. This could be over a major event, car accident, a war event, a near life and death event. It's called PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. And you can also have complex PTSD, which happens over many, many lifetimes, sorry, many, many uh, years or many, many times. So you might have uh, a sexually assaulted person over many, many years, which has got a complex PTSD. So each event strings on to the next, where that negative emotion's been attached. So something either so simple can affect our lives from our past or something so major. So it's important for us to understand that our unconscious and our conscious can work together, but our unconscious attaches emotions to our past. So simply by finding our true energy, our true force, which is which is that that first session that we have with clients and then introducing them to the understanding that they can go back in their time, in the timeline and reprogram their emotions. They do it themselves, understanding that they get through that moment. They get through those emotions and they live life many, many years after that because our biggest fear is, are we going to get through this? And if you can imagine this tiny child can't defend itself, 
the fear that goes through your mind at that stage, we start understanding that something so simple can lead to some serious challenges later in life. So it's quite an easy fix. And you can either go to different um, therapists, find one that is going to relate to you. Uh, You can talk about it for a long time and keep refueling that emotion, or you can sort of outsource other modalities that might be able to help you. I've chosen uh, mental health hypnotherapy and mind coaching because that's what's helped me through my my, um, post-traumatic stress and my negative self-sabotage that I had been doing for 53 years of my life. So that's what I've chosen. But there's so many other modalities out there. So I encourage you to reach out, talk to people, put it out there. Don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed of mental health. Mental health, we look at it as a negative thing. But mental health, we all need mental health to succeed in absolutely anything in life. Sports, why does one team play well one week and then they come across another team the next week and they play shocking? That's to do with their mental health, isn't it? They're still doing the same training. They're still fit. Their mental health gets the better of them. So top performing athletes have mental health challenges. Extremely successful entrepreneurs, multimillionaires that have achieved so much financially, they have mental health challenges. They compensate for them in other ways, in other measures, in other manners. So it doesn't matter how successful or unsuccessful we are. Mental health is mental health. We need it to succeed in anything. We need it to enjoy life. And simply understanding the difference there between our consciousness and our unconsciousness, that they work together, but they also work separately, is something that we can take with us upon our journey through towards our next session. And we're going to start interviewing some amazing people, amazing people with great businesses, with struggling businesses. And we're going to find out how their mental health has helped them, but also how what they do and their clients benefit through their mental health simply from doing things. So we'll be talking to accountants regarding um the uh, mental health around financial stress. Financial stress is so huge. It's such a large um, reason why people take their lives. Suicide rates are so high through finance, financial stress, physical stress, overweight, underweight, eating disorders, people that aren't healthy. So we've talked to some gym owners, some some not normal gym owners. These are these are really insightful people that can help in so many aspects of life. We'll be talking to some ex-clients of mine that have um, overcome some incredible, incredible challenges many, many years simply through uh, this sort of modality that we do here at How's Your Headspace. We'll be talking to so many different people. And if you know anyone who has a mental health um, challenge uh, that's overcome it, please pass on our details. We'd love to interview them. Um, And if they're open to sharing their uh, journey, journey to success that might help someone else, I'd love to interview them. So um, I look forward to our next session. 
Uh, there'll be short ones, there'll be long ones, but um, we're also going to add in some some good hypnotherapy sessions for us on releasing energy, um, attracting positive energy, things like that. So I look forward to speaking to you. It's Greg here from How's Your Headspace, and you can find us at www.howsyourheadspace.com.au or simply email us at support at howsyourheadspace.com.au. Sending you huge positive love, positive energy. And one last question I'd like to ask you. How's your headspace?